0: On today's episode, you'll hear from an engineering and services manager who has a huge passion for marketing, so much so that he has become his company spokesperson and helps write quite a bit of their technical content, talk about a marketer's dream, hear his journey, and how he got started with content marketing, what they're finding to be most successful, and where they're investing in 2021. Let's do this.
1: Welcome to Content Marketing Engineered, your source for building trust and generating demand with technical content. Here is your host, Wendy Covey.
0: Hi and welcome to Content Marketing Engineered. On each episode, I'll break down an industry trend, challenge, or best practice in reaching technical audiences. You'll meet colleagues, friends, and clients of mine who will stop by to share their stories and I hope that you leave each episode feeling inspired and ready to take action. Before we jump in, I'd like to give a brief shout out to my agency, True Marketing. True is a full service agency located in beautiful Austin, Texas, serving highly technical companies. For more information, visit truemarketing.com. And now on with our podcast. Hey, everyone. I'm here today with Chris Granger. He's the engineering and services manager at ECO. He's also the podcast host of ECO Asks Why. Welcome to the show, Chris.
1: Oh, thank you, Wendy. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Well, you are the first engineering and services manager that I've invited onto the podcast. And uh, I find it very unique that you are dabbling into marketing, more than dabbling. You're very involved in marketing. And so yeah. I just want to start off by saying, what, what steered you in this direction?
1: Well, I mean, back in... Few years ago, we had the the motor service division. I oversaw that uh, from a service standpoint, but we divested of that and uh, took over the engineering and services portion of our of uh, for the Eco Carolinas. And uh, I was just I saw a need to to serve customers differently. You know, I have a bunch of smart uh, people that work with me and and the product management, solution architecture, and groups like that that are solving problems. Uh, but for me, I was trying to figure out how do we get the stuff that they're doing you know, to, to the, to more people and let them kind of evangelize what we're doing. So I said, well, uh, we, we hired a a marketing manager at the time and he and I just hit it off and just I had a lot of of commonalities in our, in our backgrounds. And I learned a lot from him about marketing and just, it was all just fascinating to me. I was always listening to podcasts. Like uh, I remember going back and forth to our Georgia uh, location and Uh, I was listening to Gary V back then and and Gary V was talking like every week while I was driving down there, you need to be starting a podcast. You're not starting a podcast. You're an idiot. And I'm just like, all right, I've heard it enough. So, (laughs) (laughs) so yeah, I can do it. So we, uh, I don't know, it was, it was was the, uh, the fall of 19. And I just, I decided to make a pitch to our executive team on I think we'd like to do a, a podcast to serve industry and talk about the ideas and the heroes out there that, that we, that we want to serve. We want to help. And they said, uh, well, can you pull it off? And I said, hmm, I think so, but I sure like to try. So, you know, if you, if you let me try if it's if it's bad, we'll stop it. They're like, look, we're behind you try it out. And I guess 60 plus guests later, 150 episodes recorded, uh, we're, we're, we're we're wide open. It's it's been a blessing. Uh, we've had great feedback. I've been able to connect with people literally all over the, the, the U.S., but we have downloads all over the world, which is crazy. Uh, when you look at like on all seven continents, people have downloaded the the podcast, and then that's just led to you know, business conversations to further, to further develop our relationships. It's just, it's just been a blessing. And so I'm always surprised when my email, my email I'll get from someone, Hey, I I heard your podcast. I think it's great. It's really helped us in this area. And, And that's what it's all about.
0: Well, I love that you are not confined by the, I don't know, the boundaries of your job title. And mm-hmm. when you look at what you're tasked at doing is to help your customers be successful and that you saw that educating the customers through content, whether it be podcasts or otherwise, were a mechanism to do that. I mean, you, you're every marketer's dream <laughs> to have this kind of technical partner. So it's it's outstanding.
1: Well, I appreciate it. I mean, we, we did a, it started a lot with blogs too. You know, I started writing a lot of blogs for our company and then, you know, resharing those blogs on LinkedIn. And so, I mean, all of that, I guess I've always just had kind of had that servant heart to try to help people. That's what I get the most fulfillment out of. So the podcast was just a natural fit to, to try to take that to the next level. Yeah.
0: Well, I saw on your EECO Asked Why page, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm going to read my quote here. Are okay. he- Our heroes are the people that build things and keep them running. We focus more on why our heroes exist, what challenges they are facing in the future and the goals they're trying to accomplish that Mm -hmm. word hero. And you've already mentioned it actually once on this podcast, it's a very powerful word. What discussions led to using that word specifically?
1: Well, I mean, that whole tagline was from our executive team and, and, our COO really hit, did a lot in that, that development. But I think they hit hero spot on. And I found no one likes to be called a hero. You know, when I tell them that uh, I want to record a hero episode with you, they're like, you're not coordinating with me. I'm not a hero. I'm like, yes, you are. And then, you know, we get to having a conversation and, and they just feel good. They get to tell their story. And for us, we get to share that. Uh, half of our, our hero conversations are not even about work. They're about the people themselves outside of work. And that, that's what I enjoy the most is all the different hobbies people have and they get to share about their families and the stuff that they enjoy consuming just on their own. So it's, uh, I think it's it's very pertinent to call them the heroes.
0: I, I love it. It, it. It's very sticky and um, and it speaks to w- where your heart is as a mm-hmm. business and as a professional. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your content marketing process mm-hmm. so when first off what types of content are you finding to be most helpful for your target personas
1: so far we've we've had some blogs do very well and I know blogs are, are that's kind of old school but they're they're doing very well we're getting a lot of good feedback and we actually tied one of our most uh, successful podcasts to the blog and that's now just rocket ship from a download standpoint because we just feel like once the people hear about you know or read about that topic, uh, they want to hear more, and the, and the podcast is there. They can dig deeper there. So that's been a really good one. And then just we we've, we're trying new things. we been trying to fa- find ways to repurpose the podcast, but also create you know some landing pages on specific topics and tie the blogs, the podcast, all the different areas of content together. And then we started recently dabbling into this thing called video. And, uh, you know, even though I have a, a,
0: this a new invention of video, yeah, right? <laughs> this new invention,
1: you know? I have a, a face for radio, but they, they, they threw a camera up in front of me and say, go at it. So, uh, we're having some fun with that and trying to figure out. So we're doing like uh, little how-to videos. We've, we started getting some good traction on that, uh, little demos and like, you know, five minute demo for, for a new technology. Hey, if we could do it with a video and put it up and just let the, our, our customers self serve. Yeah, that's been great. And then we've even started doing videos with with customers and, and users where they're taking the, the, the couple I'm working on right now. It was a really cool case study. And I, I, I took the story and I said, well, would, the, would they be willing to share the story? So we actually did it over video uh, where they were sharing their story. I turned that into a case study and shared it with them. And now we're turning that into like a campaign to talk about modernization and how it, so it all just comes full circle. But it, it made the customers feel so good, for one, because, hey, they, they got a spotlight on them. It's all about them. But at the end, it, what they went through, somebody else probably needs to go through and, and they can just learn from them. So it's been a that's been a, some, one of the newest ways we've tried to create content to help people.
0: I love what you said about how the customers were flattered and they enjoyed doing it. Because oftentimes, when we marketers ask sales to, "Hey, will you will you ask if your customer will be part of a case study?" that we get a lot of pushback at times, and sales is worried about you know asking for too much or killing the deal or whatever. But so many times, the customers um, enjoy the process, and also if done right. They have a piece of content that they can use to promote themselves as well.
1: Got that right, and we found, we found that too. So they they've asked us like now the customers that we did the case studies for, they have case studies that they would want to use for themselves, uh, that we did the work for them. We did the hard work, you know the, the heavy lifting, but it gives them value and it helps them. so it, it's it's a win-win for everyone.
0: Cool. So, Chris, you have a technical background and you're pretty involved, it sounds like, in creating these content assets. And that sounds like a very unique situation. Is, is that the case that you're the subject matter expert when it comes to developing new content?
1: Uh, somewhat. So I, I like to tell the people, that, you know, I uh, I do oversee engineering and services. Uh, the subject matter experts themselves, you know, they're they're on, our, on my team. Uh, they're the ones with all the the technical expertise. So I find myself a lot of time from a, from a content development standpoint, I'm interviewing them, but because I have the engineering background, that that interview can go a lot deeper, a lot quicker, and we don't have to cover so much to to get to ground one. Right. So uh, that that's been kind of beneficial for us to, and also for, for eco to allow me to have the time to do some of this development but they're seeing the end game is is helping so many people. And and it's, it's, it's giving us a, a, a putting us into a position of thought leadership and where we can really help influence and to help so many people.
0: Great. Um, Okay. Well, let's turn back to your content marketing strategy. So you said that a lot of these um, things you're trying out are having a, a real impact. How do you, how do you measure that?
1: Yeah. Well, I, I, the measurement, I, our marketing and e-commerce manager Adam, who helps run the podcast, he has all sorts of metrics. I think he has several different ways through Google Analytics, as well as other uh, metrics that he measures. Because we're looking at clicks and open rates and bounce backs and all the things that you know typical marketers would look at. Uh, and then from the social standpoint, we use a a platform to to. Manage our show, our social media accounts, but that also gives us metrics to tell okay, what what's working, what's getting the most views, or the most comments, or generating the most buzz, and then that will will help guide us to the type of content we want to start creating in the future. So, uh, he's the expert from that. He'll come to me with with the metrics and be like, "Hey, this is working. We need to really focus in this area." So we did for like. Uh, remote connectivity for instance that was a topic that we wanted to, to promote so we got together he was showing me some certain areas on the website that are performing well so we just we mapped that out uh to to help a, a buyer on their journey okay if i'm here and i want to learn more go here 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 mm-hmm. just all the way down the funnel and those are things that I, I never knew of before from an engineering and services standpoint but now that's how i think i'm like okay I'll find myself now landing on other people's websites. Now, am I in the middle of their funnel? Or the
0: <laughs> right? What are they tracking here? Yeah, that's
1: right. That's right.
0: <laughs> well, how has COVID affected your business and, in particular, your sales and marketing?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it was a big impact. You know, we were B2B in, in the Southeast uh, United States. I mean, it's, so heavy relationship you know mm-hmm. it's where you, you're there our account managers you know are traditionally they're they, they're at certain accounts on certain days of the week and they have these relationships and that just got shut down so i mean it really impacted us we were we were fortunate to weather the storm uh fairly well we, we obviously didn't meet our financial goals but we uh we made it through we didn't have any risks or anything like that and we were able to keep everybody employed our executive team just did a great job of managing us through that and it's really shifted to where it's so much more uh digital now you know having teams meetings and zoom meetings and uh trying to teach people uh, how to be an effective virtual communicator because that has shifted you know not everybody is comfortable in front of a camera even if it's just a webcam uh so just little stuff like hey make sure you have a good mic, make sure you have your, the right lights on, you don't, you know, make sure the camera's facing you and not looking up your nose and things like that. You know, it's just, <laughs> but I mean, those things are real, but then the big right. thing is for, for us is just trying to figure out how to bring value to customers and how to network with customers. Now that you can't get in the plant, you know, it used to be you could just walk into a manufacturing facility uh, and and if you knew one person, you could get in, and then you can network from there. Well, those days were over. So, mm-hmm. shifted a lot more of my time uh, in trying to figure out, okay, how do we do more networking on LinkedIn, or just trying to figure out different means to reach customers and clients, or potential clients, uh, with our content, and and that's just. Uh, thinking outside the box, definitely not traditional B two B thinking. Uh, developing videos and stuff like that that you would never be doing in the past, but you, you're trying to do it now to to be relevant and to be helpful and, and to to really get in front of the people that you desire.
0: So, how are you utilizing? You mentioned LinkedIn. Um, mm-hmm. Are you helping? your salespeople with content assets on LinkedIn or you yourself trying to engage from, I guess, a marketer standpoint so that that engagement leads to sales outreach?
1: Yes. I mean, that, it's more on that end. I mean, we're doing a lot more uh, from from eco company direct. I mean, we've, we've grown our following tremendously. It's been a blessing. We're, we're up to almost 15,000 followers on LinkedIn and for a, a small distributor in the Southeast, that's a, that's a pretty good following. And, Absolutely. you know, so we're, we're starting to be able to see how that's working how that's paying off. And uh, the, the number of followers are steadily increasing. So that's telling us we're doing something right now. We're also being very consistent with the podcast. You know, our podcast comes out twice a week. Now we're at three times a week. Uh, and we're really trying to, you know, we didn't want to just be a, a, a quick flame and it's gone. So we really were intentional about, about building a big backlog up front. And that's helped us kind of have a little breathing room. You know, so right now we, we're, we're sitting with a significant backlog looking in the future. But that also is not so much pressure to, like we have to record this week. You know, we can we can still do business that we need to do uh, and record you know, as the, the right guests and the right topics come up that are going to bring the most value and things like that. So, but LinkedIn, I mean, for us, we're, we're on it all the time. I had the keys to the company's LinkedIn web uh, account. So I do a lot of posting and things like that. From, <laughs> the master from yeah, it's, it was kind of cool. They're like, here, we're going to give you the keys. So now you can be eco. So now we even started like, uh, uh, we have an eco Carolina's page, a main eco page, my page. Uh, and then we have Instagram accounts and starting a YouTube channel that that's, that's starting to get some traction because we're going to start posting our podcast on YouTube as well. So just bringing all this together, but LinkedIn is the, is the vehicle that, that we, I would say utilize the most and I enjoy using it and, and we use a uh, platform called Hootsuite to really manage a lot of that. So, you know, I can sit down and block an hour and do a week's worth of content you know, that we've been working on and schedule that out uh, and and then go on about my day. You yeah, know, you do can it.
0: mentally shift away from that and not have to think, oh, a Thursday at 10 a.m. That's right. I yeah. got to do
1: this. I got to do this. So no, it, it just, that that has brought so much peace for me. <laughs> I was just like, yeah. all right, I can sit down, focus on it because it is important. It's, it's a task. It's a process for the engineers out there that I know listen to your show. It's all about a process. We're very process driven. Uh, so we've got a process for doing the podcast. We've got a po- process for the post podcast production, social media, all that stuff. That Because we're ultimately, uh, we're just trying to bring the most value. But if you put a good process around it, 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 can, it can really work.
0: What uh, if, if a company out there is considering starting a podcast, mm-hmm. what are some of the questions you might ask in order to decide if it's a good idea?
1: Uh, first of all, I think you mentioned it. I know when we were talking in the past, you know, know who you are as a company, first of all, and who do you want to serve? Uh, because I mean, if you try to be everything to everybody, it may not uh, turn out as good as you want. I was talking to another podcaster, and I forget the statistics, but over 50% of podcasts that start stop within mm. the first like 10 episodes, I think is the stat. It takes work, you know, that everybody,
0: work, yeah. yeah.
1: Everybody thinks, like, hey, you got a cool mic, uh, you're just talking to people, so it can't be that hard. But it is so much like th- just the pre and the post production. Um, if you want to do it right, and I feel like you know that's something that we've really focused on, it's just uh, you make sure you have the resources to do it, and you probably wouldn't need to make sure you have a good team. You know, our marketing e commerce manager, I mentioned him, uh, Adam Sheets. He, he, I couldn't do it without him. And we've added a new marketing member, uh, Andy Thrower, and she's helping with a lot of the social stuff. So it just it really takes a good team. It's never about just one person. And then it's about all the prep work. Uh, you want to make sure you take care of your guests and that they know what they're getting into and that there's no uh bugs, you know, that, or anxiety that they may have. You want to make it as comfortable and natural as possible, and then then once it's done all the post work that has to be done to get it out. So for us, it's just that we have a big master schedule for, for everything that we've recorded and that we have coming up for release. And uh, you may appreciate this. We actually took that schedule and tied in the blogs and the different type pieces of content to the, to the, uh, to the podcast episode. So that when we go to, to do social uh, media or the marketing or look, things like that, it's all mapped there together. We say, Oh, that's right. This, this piece had these blogs associated with it. So we will make sure we tag them appropriately. Everything's
0: integrated. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. And everything has a process and we know these folders mean this, these folders mean that. And it just, it really makes it uh, flow smoothly.
0: Yeah, we had a similar discussion so we look on a quarterly basis at our content editorial calendar for true marketing and I remember late last year going into Q1 our marketing manager Sarah said, "Okay, I'd like to do have video be a focus." So I have these three video blogs scheduled and Wendy I want you to bring on a video guest onto the podcast and then we're going to have a video e-kit that we collect all of these assets into. Mm-hmm. And so she had a, a very methodical strategy and it was great because I happen to already have a video guest lined up. So it worked out well for me, but, um, to your point, it, it has more impact if you can, you know, have a, have a greater strategy. It's not just, Oh, this guest said they come on and <laughs> you know, exactly. say yes to anybody, you know, really exactly. be thoughtful about it. Um, and, and
1: you may, you may appreciate this. So we had our team, uh, Actually, this past month was our first one. We were working, our engineering service team, we were working so closely with marketing on a regular basis. We actually set up a monthly recurring, so one hour meeting. And I went into the first meeting So, said, okay, what am I going to really talk about for an hour? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Our marketing team and with Mm -hmm. their engineers and solution architects. Mm -hmm. We filled up the entire hour and a whole page of, hey, we're working on these case studies where we got these videos we're cranking out. We have these articles we need to write. And it wasn't marketing, like just, you know, it wasn't just one-sided. Like it was the engineering team saying, hey, we need to do more of this. I'm going to commit to this. We need to, this. <clears throat> we need to do a campaign around this. We need to do a campaign around this. We need to do an inbound or outbound outbound focus around this topic. And it was just beautiful. And, and it, it's because they've seen this, it grow over time and marketing work with us and how it's impacted them and they have better leads now. And, uh, it just, it just brings uh, everybody together.
0: Yeah. And look at that commitment from the engineering team because they were involved in the process and understood how it all connected. And I'm sure marketing sharing metrics of how oh, yeah. it's impacting the business. So beautiful.
1: Absolutely. They love it. They love numbers That yeah, for sure.
0: Well, if someone's listening and they're saying, ah, I know I need to do this content marketing thing. Mm -hmm. How do I get started? What advice would you give them? Because you've been there.
1: Yeah. I mean, for me, it's blogs. That's just such an easy way to get started. Just get start writing. I mean, pick topics that you can really help people with. Uh, For me also, content marketing is not about yourself. It's about helping others. Mm -hmm. So keep the salesy piece out of it. Um, you can ask for that order later, uh, you know, really focus on on serving others and, and trying to help them solve a problem and solutions. Uh, and then, you know, I think Gary V always says like, you know, three jabs and then a hook or something like that. So, I mean, just always focus on serving others before you ask for that, but it's, that, that's the big thing. for I me. Mean, just blogs. I do blogs for, for our company. I do blogs for my side, for my side hustle, where I try to, to help people, uh, and some things that I'm doing from a ministry standpoint. So anytime you can just write a piece of content that helps answer a question or connect dots for someone, it could be engineering or it could not. I think that's a good way to get started.
0: Great advice. Uh, I, what it what is this ministry blog? I think I need to know a little bit about that before we yeah. go.
1: Yeah, it's called uh, FMG Financial Hope, and it's uh, basically it's financial coaching for anyone. I mean, I, I do, I've started doing more of of that type of mentorship. I got some, some young high school guys that are graduating right now. They're getting ready to go into college and I'm coaching them. And then I, I'm actually coaching some, uh, some other people in our church, just trying to help them. I lead financial peace university uh, through that, through that ministry as well. But it's just a great way to try to help people who, you know, we were not never taught this stuff in high school. Like what's checking account, what's 401ks, you know, what's Roth IRAs. Nobody was taught that. So it's just been, it's been a great way and I'm trying to find ways to get my daughters involved. Uh, And and we're going to be starting to make videos around, you know, I'm just going to be one of us in fifth grade. So I'm just going to sit down with her and we're going to talk, we're going to talk about uh, what a checking account is, you know, what is debt and why is debt bad? And and so we're just going to sit and talk about that and it's generated a lot of buzz. I've been, uh, got a Facebook page and, and LinkedIn and all that. And I'm actually going on a local radio station here later this month to talk about it and uh, it's just a, it's just a great ministry. Hopefully, to turn into something more one day. But right now, it's uh, just about helping people.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. Well, yep. how can people find both you professionally and mm-hmm. also find uh, that ministry?
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, connect on LinkedIn. Uh, that I'm there every day. <laughs> <laughs> really just working on both sides, but, uh, eco S Y is, uh, E E C O A S K S W H Y.com. And that's where you can find our podcast. And then, uh, FMG financial hope is, is, is the letters F M G and then financial hope.com. That's where my, my personal, uh, side is. and, and, and that just for people to know fmg that that's very personal and close for me and my wife uh that was a uh, the the initials for our we had a stillborn daughter and uh, so that was we we named the company that right after uh, right after that happened mm-hmm. so just to keep her keep her legacy going for us and uh, so it's it's a very uh touches our heart so we're hoping that mm-hmm. that that we can help touch other people's hearts as well
0: neat me. Well, yep. thank you so much for sharing your, your content marketing successes and yes, your professional journey. This has been very interesting. I appreciate your time.
1: Oh, I thank you so much, Wendy, for the opportunity. You have a great day.
0: You too. Thanks for joining me today on Content Marketing Engineered. For show notes, including links to resources, visit trumarketing.com slash podcast. While there, you can subscribe to our blog and our newsletter and order a copy of my book, Content Marketing Engineer. Also, I would love your reviews on this podcast. So please, when you get a chance, subscribe and leave me your review on your favorite podcast subscription platform. Thanks and have a great day.